As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the end of the day, it's not about what you have or even what you've accomplished. It's about what you've done with those accomplishments. It's about who you've lifted up, who you've made better. It's about what you've given back. Denzel Washington. Welcome to Inspire Vision. Our sole purpose is to elevate the lives of others and to inspire you to do the same. Hey folks, Dr. Doug here. Thanks for joining us today. You know, with this COVID virus, and take off my glasses, with, with this COVID virus going on, uh, I, am, I am hearing a lot of stories about people that are now all isolating at home and relationships are really having a challenge. Or there are all of those single people out there who want a relationship who are finding that it's all of a sudden really a tough thing because they really can't get together and meet. And so I thought today it would be really interesting to have someone who is really an expert in this a lady, a lovely lady by the name of Amy Schoen. Amy, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Doug. Well, you are a professional certified relationship coach is that correct well i'm a life coach that does relationship work yes okay so yeah yeah i like to look at my client's whole life and see what's going on Uh, i had a young woman come to me recently well young late 30s and uh, she thought she was motivated to marry but um and that's one of my brands. Not all my clients are motivated to marry. Some are just looking for significant relationships. Right. And she's working and she's got a business she's starting. And I'm like, okay, where does relationships fit into that? <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things is, you know, people have to make time for their relationships. Now people are home. They've got more time on their hands. And so I think they're like, wow, I really wish I had somebody here um to be with and have as a companion and so um people are starting to think about it and 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 i mean they are thinking about it and some people are actually getting out there and dating and and it's yeah let me ask you how did you get into this i mean give me a little give the audience a little bit of history about how on earth you got into this area of life coaching there's a lot of people out there that do life coaching and and make a real big difference and so forth. How did you get into this area? 
Well, it has to do with my own personal history. And I think, you know, again, um, what we go through and the experiences we go through, uh, kind of we want to help others who are in the same boat. So right. just like that woman was in her late 30s, I was single in my late 30s trying to find a husband, wanting a family. But I was very motivated and I put the time and energy into it. Um, so I was married at 25 um, out of college and out of grad school, like everybody else, you know, and it was in the 80s. And um, I had a boyfriend and, you know, we're like, okay, let's get married. You know, like it was the natural thing. We really like loved each other. And and next, thing you know, I was married um, at 25 and uh, life goes on. Right. And you can't anticipate things. And um, we started really um, going in different directions. And um, our values were really not misaligned. And um, so it, he started pulling away from the relationship. I mean, it's usually one person who leaves. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he was unhappy. His, circumstances changed. He took a job. I live in the DC area. He took a job in Florida. It was only supposed to be a year. It turned to two years. He had an affair, you know, yada, yada, yada. So basically, you know, this is not working. We, you know, and we divorced. I was in my mid thirties. Here I was without a child, without a husband. And I grew up with everybody getting married and, you know, the, the, the whole, um, you know, story with the picket fence and, um, You know, and and I'm like, wow, this is not where I expected to be. So um, I needed to do a lot of healing. I got support, you know, from a therapist. I ran across a coach and I was in groups. I was in a divorce group. I I love learning. Um, I'm like, okay, this didn't work for me. Now what? (laughs) You know, like, what did I miss? What do I need to know? So I became a real student to knowledge and I did, you know, I learned and I took classes and I stumbled upon this coach that I really liked his approach and he was very practical and I'm very practically minded. I'm not a real woo-woo. I'm an East Coast girl and I noticed that there's a difference between East Coast and West Coast. And, <laughs> yes, and I, went to an, I went to a West Coast Northern California coaching school. So I got the woo-woo stuff. So I feel like I'm the intersection between woo-woo and practical, you know, because actually my undergraduate degree is in mechanical engineering. Okay. (laughs) So, so I, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm a no-nonsense gal. So, um, so, you know, so I met this coach and he really helped me. I was, I hired him when I turned 40. Um, he helped me look at some of my, I call my limiting beliefs and, you know, I, I, I was pointing, you know, some of the things I was doing that wasn't serving me. And I fortunately, I met my husband when I was 41. And we got married when I was 42. And we just celebrated our 18th year in marriage. Um, and uh, when I was 48, I ended up having a child um, with technology. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, so we have a 12 year old. So I'm 60 with a 12 year old. <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> at everything so uh yeah not what i thought right you know not not the you know so um yeah i mean i've been through it you know i know what it's like to be dating in circles i know what it's you know i you know i'm an outgoing person so i didn't have trouble meeting people but i had trouble meeting the right person and really recognizing the right person and i think that's the work i do with people is really helping them feel that they can trust themselves again that they have confidence in themselves themselves 
And um, it was really nice. I worked with this young man last fall, a young man in his 50s, mid-50s, a <laughs> young man in his 50s. And, and I worked with this man. He came to me. He came out of a divorce. Um, he found me, I guess, through social media. We connected, and I helped him really feel more confident in himself and feel really know what he was looking for. And I helped him get online, and he got on one of the major sites. And uh, last November, he met his now fiance. Okay, and, so uh, they just, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm finish the story. And they just got they they actually moved pretty quickly. They both were like so aligned. They're two peas in a pod. I kid you not. And they actually live like 15 minutes away from each other, which was amazing. Wow. And and <clears throat> they're in the Virginia, I live in the DMV area here in Washington. And um, they moved in together um, before COVID, and um, they got engaged um, in April. So. Um, yeah, and they're in their mid fifties, you know, both of them. So, so yeah. Okay, so let's. Let, I want to talk about a couple of things today, um, and and we won't necessarily do this in order, but but one is that there seems to be um, a really quite a gap with our young people now as far as even getting married, and if they do, they're waiting until their late twenties, early thirties before they get married. Um, so that's an interesting thing that's going on. But Can I make a comment on that? Yes, please. Um, actually, my nephew got married. He was in his early 30s. Um, there is People are getting married. Um, I think it's good. They're waiting until they're settled in their careers. Um, you know, he went back to grad school. He wanted to feel confident in himself and his work. I think what happened is the schooling has taken things a little later. I actually wrote a little booklet called 30 Very Good Reasons Not to Get Married to Your 30. Because uh -huh. I felt that I didn't know myself well and I wasn't on my path. And we really kind of, my ex-husband and I went really in different directions. And I wish I had waited a little longer to really know myself better and know what I wanted. Okay. Um, you think you know what you want. Yeah. And you're very headstrong in your 20s. I mean, I, I was very headstrong. And I'm like, yeah, I love him. He's wonderful, you know. And and I kind of wish I had a coach in my 20s. I really think every 20-year-old should have a life coach. <laughs> but that's just an opinion. Um and just because I would have felt more assured of myself, my values, my life goals, and, and I would have really been able to see that this guy, even though he's a nice person, wasn't really a good fit for me. Okay, so let's, let's, let's talk about two areas um, that I'd like to chat with you about. Number one is we've got a number of people right now who are at home, mm -hmm. and they are starting to experience marital problems. and mm -hmm. And so... You know, in some cases, such as yours, and I've experienced this also, it ends up in a divorce. But but that's not the ideal. The ideal would be for them to figure out and to be able to take that situation and really grow closer together and have even a deeper, wonderful relationship and marriage uh, right. because of the situation. So that's one thing I'd like you to share some thoughts on, number one. Well, the thing wait, is... Wait, 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 I, I want to go to the number two, okay? Number two is, you know, as you shared, uh, your first marriage, ultimately you found that there were um, things that were different, that you really had different paths to take. Uh, 
what what are some of the things that you can, and this will be the first thing we'll talk about, what are some of the things that as you reflect back now and as you work with your clients, what are some of the things that you wish you had done differently other than wait till you were 30? Because not everyone's mm-hmm. still going to wait to that. But what are the things you could have done differently that you would have been able to evaluate ahead of time so that you would have been able to see what we might call as red flags relative to the relationship that you were going to ultimately have divergent values and so forth, and thus it would not be a healthy relationship long term. So let's start with that. Right. So thank you. Yeah, because that's really my strength. And um, so I I just actually had a phone call today. I was speaking to a woman. She's in a a new relationship. And um, sometimes, you know, what I do is I want to see what people's life vision is. Like, what do you want for your life? Where do you want to be five years from now? What is your ideal life or ideal day? Or, you know, how do you imagine your life being? And what is your ideal relationship? And I actually, I have a couple of questions to ask my, that I prompt my, um, I have a course called the Motivated to Marry Dating Secrets Program. So I actually prompt my clients to help them think about those things because it's such a broad question. It is. And, and, and so it really is, you want someone who's going in the same direction. I say there are three things that really have to line up. Your goals, your life goals have to be aligned. And I was dating in my late 30s. And what I found, there were two camps, people who wanted children and people who had their kids and didn't want any more kids. And I was motivated to marry and to have a family. And so I met some really, like the guy I met right before, who I dated right before I met my husband, he's basically said, kids, you want babies? I'm done. And so that was a really hard decision for me. But I felt like I wanted my own child. And that was so strong for me. And I felt like a man would 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 support me in that the right man mm-hmm. would support. me. In right. That. So I did leave that relationship. And he had two kids. And he, you know, actually, through his his ex wife had two kids more from the previous relationship. So I could see it even though he was two years younger than me. Right. You know, I get it. I get it. Everyone has to make the choice of what's right for them. And then um, the next thing is the values are so critical. So what I do is I do these deep value clarification sessions where I pull them out and I ask you a series of questions and we look at what's really important for you, what matters most for you. And then I, I write them out. We describe them. So I like to give this example because it makes it easy. But like, for instance, an Amy value, my value is being an independent creative entrepreneur. That means I like to like I have my books and my programs and my classes and, you know, but that's an Amy. That's a personal value. That's not a relationship value. I don't mm-hmm. have my independence value. It doesn't have anything to do with my relationships. And so therefore, when I'm looking for a partner, I don't need to have someone who's an independent creative entrepreneur. Actually, we probably would kill each other. But, um, you know, but I need someone who appreciates me, understands it, um, and supports me in it. And so that's what the important thing is about, um, you know, your values. And so I do take those values, I list them out, and then we look at which ones are the relationship values. And then we kind of see which ones keep bubbling up to the surface, which ones really like always rear their head. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones we have to pay attention to. And those are the ones we use like a divining rod to really notice, you know, is this a good person for me? Or when you're reading those profiles, really noticing those values that kind of jump out on you, you know, if they're 
actually writing the profile. Right. I mean, one of the complaints is today people are not filling in the profiles. So, um, so yeah, so, so, and the last thing is, you know, we have our, like, like things that we can't live with, you know, deal breakers or must haves and would like to haves and to understand that those deal breakers are not in the way. So I'm not the neatest person in the world. I'm call myself creative clutter. And I had to find a man who was okay with that. And my ex-husband actually was a very neat, fastidious person. And, you know, it drove him crazy. And we couldn't live together. I mean, you can love somebody. Can you really live with them? So, there's, you know, last night I gave a class and they talked about chemistry versus compatibility. You know, at this stage, you know, life. And I would say most of my clients are 40 and over. Mm -hmm. However, every once in a while I get a very enlightened 30-year-old come my path who wants to do the work and you know so there's really kind of an understanding what works for you and what doesn't work for you and and if you can't you know I need to be in a clean environment everything's organized so you can't live with somebody who's going to be disorganized that's just going to not work so let me ask you a question you, you talked about those values and you said that there are certain ones that always seem to pop up is there a is there a number of values that you can talk about that seem to be common that seem to be universal from the standpoint of what <clears throat> what are some values that someone really needs to look at as they're looking at a relationship to to make sure that those values are going to be coherent well you know everybody has different set of values but there mm -hmm. are some themes and one is around um, finance. What's your financial value? Like, how do you feel about money? And my clients are very pretty, you know, to afford coaching, they, you know, are investing in themselves. So right. most of them are pretty good financially. And so someone who's financially responsible is one that I comes popping up time and time again. Okay. Another one is um, people, my clients tend to be very healthy and active. And so... Finding somebody who strives to be healthy doesn't mean you have to be <clears throat> out there running marathons, but somebody who takes care of their health seems to be one that pops up for my my clients. Um, and then it's really, you know, there's some work ethics. Um, there's like um, if you are religious, you know, my Christian clients, you know, belief in God. Um, you know, I, I, ha I run the ma gamut. I mean, I have, I'm an equal opportunity coach, so I've coached people from all ethnicities and I coach both men and women. So <clears throat> I have a very diverse coaching, um, group. So, you know, really it depends on what is important for you. Um, the relationship values usually around how people are like kindness and compassion mm -hmm. or empathy or people who are not judgmental or some people, reliability and dependability are very important. And some people, it's having a sense of adventure and willing to have fun and try new things. You know, all those kind of things come up for my clients when, when I'm doing a values clarification. I get about two dozen out, from, and it takes me up to two hours or more to do this, this mm -hmm. process. And then because there's a, there's a part A, that's the part A, and then the part B is which ones are the relationship values. And, and really, that really kind of helps people hone in and recognize sooner than later to the point where my clients are becoming exclusive within three to six dates. And that's that's like normal. 
So, so as you as you talk about that, <clears throat> it's um, it's not necessarily easy, I think, for people to be able to sit down and really communicate some of those values and really look at what's important. For instance, you mentioned you have Christian friends. Well, how important is that? How important is it for them to marry someone of the same faith versus someone that perhaps is not of the same faith, but everything else is looking good? Um, have, have you That's found a decision. That, yeah, yeah. Have you found there's some deal breakers that that you find that ultimately there are very specific deal breakers that if you see that mm-hmm. come up, you should probably say, all right, I'm out of here. So um, I'm smiling because I had one about cats. <laughs> I had a cat. I wasn't giving my cat up. So this is the pet test um, that I, I did with my husband. Um, but things things that come up are like people are on health, like no smokers, no people on, you know, anything. I mean, every it comes up, you know, the financial things come up a lot of times. Uh, you know, people have to – some people it's about – um, all sorts of deal breakers. Um, and, but it's very personal and yeah, some people has to say there has to be a belief in God and some people say, and it's up to each individual to decide what's important for them. I can't say that, you know, um, you know, I'm Jewish and, um, I did not, I married out of my faith the first time. And then I decided with having, wanting a family that was decided it's, I wanted a man who had the same faith. And that was a deal breaker. And I did meet a very nice man. And I said, you know, wasn't willing to date him. So, you know, we all have to decide what's right for ourselves. There's no one answer. And and so that's what I help my clients. And a lot of times, it's funny, there was a woman. And um, when I go through this exercise, I like to play devil's advocate. And she was a woman who was like 5'2". I'm 5'2", actually. And she's like, put on her list that they has to be over six feet. Uh-huh. And just like you, I said, really? I said, if he had everything else and the values lined up and everything else lined up, you wouldn't date him if he was like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, and she just left. So, you know, some people, they have what they have. You know, you can't, you know, and if that's her deal breaker, then that's her deal breaker. It's not for me to say. I'm her, the coach. I'm just the one pointing it out, you know, if it should it be a deal breaker. Okay, so with with this with this interview today, you're coaching the audience, uh, whoever happens to be listening. Many of who are married, but many who are single, uh, some younger, some older. Um, how do they? First of all, let let's say that they get online, they meet someone. How on earth do they get to the point where they are able to really investigate and communicate? <clears throat> those values and identify what are the values that are important to them and to the other individual so that they can see whether or not there is even the beginning of a compatibility situation. Right. So in those early conversations, you know, really maybe I help my clients create questions to get to those values. Like, let's say healthy active is really important to you and, or a sense of adventure. So really asking, so what have you done recently, you know, um, maybe pre, pre-COVID or, you know, maybe even during, you know, people are doing really interesting things during these times. Yeah. I, know a, I know a couple who got an RV and they're traveling by RV. I mean, that's a very popular thing to be doing. Um, some people are discovering biking again. Um, people are going, you know, now with the summer, you know, if you can, you know, doing interesting things and trying boating. 
Um, you know, if you can swim. Um, so there are things, you know, what, what are you doing? You know, you can ask questions. Um, I actually have my clients put out their goals pretty front and center, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in their profiles because I, my clients are motivated to either marry or be in a serious committed relationship. And, you know, you have to weed out the, the tire kickers basically. And, and so there is a process to do that. Um, and so I help my clients really put out themselves authentically. I, I see other people who've had other people work on their profiles and I can tell that they're like cutesy profiles, you know, and they're, they're fluff and that doesn't work. And, um, 80% of my successfully coupled clients meet through online dating and that's after but all my clients come to me and say, Amy, um, it's not working. And I'm like, well, it's not working yet. Let's do it my way. And, and so I do help them shift and really put themselves out there authentically. And they are attracting just like, like Michael and, and I, I can't, I, there's so many of them, you know, attracting the right people to them. Um, that that they meet that special person and and online's not the only thing but right now online is probably your best bet um some people are meeting face to face um some people i had a guy who um he is as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know, in, he's very involved with his church, and they have a social group, and they go hiking every month. And people are doing socially distanced hikes. And he was actually introduced to a woman through one of his friends in that group. So... Things are happening. People are getting out stuff while they can, you know, because here, you know, where I am in in the D.C. area, you know, we have winter coming. So we know we're going to be inside more. And so I think people are are wanting to spend time outside. And I I know that there have been dinners outside in some people's backyards. I know, you know, there are lots of things, boating, even horseback riding, actually. Um, people have to do what they feel comfortable with and what they feel safe doing. You know, everybody has to assess that. The old, my older clients are a little bit more hesitant. I would say anyone over 60, you know, yeah. but I, I, you know, my, my under 60 are pretty, they're out there. They're meeting, they're meeting carefully, socially distant. Um, one of my 70 clients had this guy over in her backyard and, and it was his birthday and got him dinner and they were outside in her backyard. So people are doing, you know, being careful and smart, but doing stuff. So you mentioned you have a list of questions. I am going to ask you to share that with the audience. 
what are the list of the questions that you have your clients ask so that the audience can kind of understand. And obviously, you know, I get the fact that, you know, you're going to share some things that you normally get paid for, but that's part of this radio show. That's, that's fine. So so a lot depends on the client. Again, we, we craft it based on uh-huh. my client's values. So let's say, you know, again, if somebody, um, well, tell me some of your values. Well, okay. So my values are spiritual values, our integrity values, our being able to really help other people values, uh, our outside outdoor values, you know, all of those types of things. Okay. So let's take the last one. So um, um, what do you like to do outside? What Do you like the outdoors? And if so, what kind of things do you like to do? Oh, I love to travel. I love to do my photography. I no, love to fly Yeah, <laughs> so that's an open-ended question, right? Yeah, an open-ended right. question to get you talking. Okay, yeah, you can say. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, what was spirituality? Um, I'm a bit, so... Um, so in your case, sure. in your case, you wanted to make sure a second time around that you found someone of your own faith. Um, and so on. do you have an example of someone that you can think of without naming them uh, a specific story of someone, uh, what what their questions were for them and ultimately how that worked out for them? Um, yeah, it's just too many. That's sort of, it's hard to well, think. Just pick, um, one. just pick one. Okay. So right now I have a uh, have a Japanese man in DC who's dating a woman in Australia. Okay. Okay. And they're doing a lot of talking and stuff yeah. like that. And you know, he is Christian and so, you know, the thing with the dating sites is you can require certain things and you can see certain things first off the bat. But it could be like how important so so sometimes the value is just talk let's talk it out. You know, like let's let's communicate right. because sometimes the the the, the, the ex partner was not a communicative person. So, um, you know, what wh- if what do you do when you know how do you be well, how do you how would you express yourself if I did something that you didn't like? You know, something okay. like that, or you know, find out how they would feel about that, or or how how would you let me know if I did something that you didn't like? Um, or tell me about a time when you had a problem with someone and, um, how did you work it out? Okay. You know, again, open-ended questions are the best because you can't lead a person. If you lead the person, then they may want to give you the answers they think you want to hear. And so just, you know, what's fun for you? Just a question is open-ended of what's fun for you. Um, or how how do you celebrate the holidays? You know, like, do you celebrate with your family? Do you celebrate with your friends? Um, or do you have family? <laughs> um, you know, how do you celebrate? And some people say, well, I don't celebrate the holidays. Well, if that's important to you to keep traditions, then, um, you know, that person might not be for you. So again, and I think that there's a, there's a, you know, there's a connection and there's a chemistry that does develop when you do like a person, mm-hmm. um, even if it is virtual. Well, and I yeah. think you, the, the key thing you're talking about is that you communicate, that you're really, really transparent, that you're willing to communicate and be transparent about who you are and what your values are. You brought up an interesting thing, though, after your first divorce, okay, after your divorce, you went through a whole process of healing, okay? And you mentioned 
limiting beliefs. And as a life coach, I know that that's one area that you really work with people on because many times that can be ultimately the downfall of a relationship is an individual's belief system or limiting beliefs that they're not even consciously aware of. So how does one go about figuring that out before they get into a committed relationship to understand that, okay, I'm interested in this individual and you know what, in two, three weeks, even two, three months, four months, there's no way that I'm going to discover or they are going to discover the limiting beliefs that we have that may ultimately, as we're more into a relationship, suddenly show up. Well, thinking about what's holding you back from certain relationships, and I do an exercise called the relationship roadblocks where I look at past relationships and see if there's a pattern or not. But what, why did that relationship did not go forward? And sometimes limiting beliefs come out of that conversation. You know, what was it in that relationship that, that you know, you decided? So relationships don't move forward because either you're not a good fit or it's not a good time. Is it a timing issue or is it a fit issue? So I have a very interesting thing going on right now with one of my clients. So he's in his mid-50s. He's never been married. And uh, because of COVID, people are seeking people out they haven't spoken to in a while. Mm-hmm. So out of the blue, this woman contacts him. They went to college together. They never dated, but they have they run around in the same group. They have seen each other since college because the group gets together every couple of years, I think. And um, it may have been five or ten years since they've seen each other. Now, he was away working in Europe for a very long time. And... And um, so was she, she was had a stint in Europe. It was very interesting. They have a very similar path. Um, he went out there to see her. She's in Iowa. And um, they spent time, a long weekend. They had a great time. And now she's here. She's visiting in, in D.C. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Um, who knows if they both want the same things and they're both going in the same directions. Again, somebody's going to eventually have to move to the other person. <laughs> um, so long distance, you know, there's a whole thing about long distance dating. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. So, um, I don't know how that came to be, but I just said that people are reaching out and people are meeting people, um, from their past even. I mean, I even have a past love worksheet in my program, and it's happened. People have gone back to people they've known. Oh, I know why. Because the timing was not right. Even in my own relationship with my husband, I met him five years earlier. We went on one date. He never asked me out again. Five years later, we run into each other at this singles group, outdoor activity group for singles, Mm -hmm. Jewish singles. And, um, you know, and I saw him again there. So, you know, when we then we were both more ready for this relationship and willing to go forward. Okay, so I want to go to this other area. And I understand that that you're saying suggesting isn't your expertise. But I know that with your experience, we can talk about this. Okay, because I do couples coaching, but I do couples coaching for couples who are moving together and aligning and going into the future. Um, whenever, if, if there's a couple that's into stress, 
I leave those for the therapist personally. But um, there is a coaching way around it to do, deal with it. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that for a minute because, as I have mentioned before, uh, I had someone that I was interviewing that lives out in Florida, and he was we were, we were talking about this a little bit, and he shared with me he's got a really good friend over in New York, uh, and this was a number of months ago, that is a divorce attorney, and his business is skyrocketing because people suddenly are having to be at home together. Which is really interesting because there's an escape when someone's out working and doing all of this so that you don't have to deal with that. And suddenly, here we are in a relationship that we're all there and suddenly you have to really deal with what kind of relationship do you really have. So let's talk about that just a little bit. Just share your thoughts. I, I get the fact that you'd prefer, you know, we were having someone else, but, you know, this is what I want to talk about. What are some things that a couple who are finding that they're now home together and they're finding that they're having some difficulties, what are some of the things that they can do rather than get a divorce that will ultimately bring them back together and help them to have the type of marriage that you are seeking to help your single individuals to have? Right. So, um, first of all, everybody wants to feel appreciated and respected so I think conversations have to come from respect. So you really have to look at your behavior and how you are treating this person. And um, we married them for a reason. We loved them at one time. Mm -hmm. To really go back and think about what do, you really, what, what do you love about this person? And do you still love this person? Now, some people, you know, are in difficult situations. They may actually not be treated well by the other partner. And I've seen that. And a lot of times that's a reason to leave a relationship. Um, but if the respect is there, to really sit down and have those conversations if you can. And if you can't, then, I mean, I, you know, I, I definitely believe in getting some support and help from a therapist or somebody who's qualified to help a, a couple through this process um, to help them communicate and help them feel safe to really express where they're at. And people are afraid to lose what they think they have and um, divorces are hard and divorces are financially devastating for many people unless you're you know high end um so so yeah i mean we have to be careful about that and and i have friends you know i actually i have friends who are divorce coaches i have friends who are divorced like help people financially i mean in, in my network and um you know I think it's important to also to to get, seek advice for yourself. You know, maybe get go and talk to someone on your own and get some support around this. Um, whether it's a life coach, a divorce coach, or a therapist, or whoever is can help you navigate because you really have to think through. But ultimately, you know, it's really about repairing that relationship. And there are people who are really good at that stuff. And there's stuff called the Imago model. Um, which is a communication tool where people help each other feel heard, that you're being heard and listened to. And so that's the, that's the first thing is, is to hear your partner. What are they really saying? Are they communicating? Um, and, and to say, you know, what, what, you know, what do we need to do here? You know, and, and if you really care about the person, say, I love you. I don't like to see what's happening. What can we do? You know, to use a collaborative approach um, around that. Or what do you want to do? And, you know, it's scary. And I know. Um, 
I tried to repair my first marriage and he, he checked out. He went to a therapist, but he was not taking the process seriously. And he really checked out, as I realized, and I didn't even know, um, a long time ago. And, and so there was nothing to bring back. And when I realized that, then I started to do things to take care of me. And uh, luckily, I have a good support system. I actually was in a, a, a women business owner mastermind group, and I knew the woman went through a divorce. And I said, what did you, I need your help. What did you do? And she gave me to her therapist. She, she gave, you know, I mean, she um, introduced me to a support group for people going through divorces. You know, I mean, I really, you know, got the help I needed to get myself through that. Well, and I think yeah. I think you have a good point, and you bring it up, is I think a lot of times now people are finding themselves in this situation and they're struggling. And and again, I don't disagree with you that if there's a relationship where it's truly an abusive relationship, that's an entirely different story. Um, you know, that's something that just shouldn't exist. But for those that have found themselves, they they loved each other when they got married. They've they've done well. Now they're together, and they're finding that. There are certain things that come up and it's really creating an issue. I love the fact that you talk about the fact that, you know what, we are not all psychologists. We're, the reality is, is having someone outside of ourselves to help us and to guide us, I think, becomes key. I mean, you even think about what you do as a life coach. Why, why are there so many people so successful at helping others uh, as life coaches? And that's because if you can step outside of yourself and have a third party come in and really help advise you and whatever that happens to be, I think that that makes a huge difference. So I appreciate what you said about that because I think that's the reality. But I also think what you said about the communication is so important to be able to well, understand. So what I was, I was actually in training to do couples work and uh -huh. I had to have, I had to have an, an example. I had to have somebody to work on. And so my bookkeeper at the time was dating this guy and she said, yeah, I'll be one of your sample clients. So um, they had a very interesting, like contentious relationship and, and there are different relationship styles. So I, I consider them volatile. Um, John Gottman talks about the three styles and, and, and um, so where they, they, they fight and then they probably have makeup sex or they make up, you know, and, and so it's kind of this, this hot, hot and cold kind of relationship. So I'm coaching them and they leave not talking to each other. Okay. And I'm like, oh my God what did I do? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm the coach. I don't do anything. I just, you know, I'm there to witness it. I'm there to just kind of have them try to have a conversation. And I'm like, Oh my God, what did I do? And she's my bookkeeper. And, and, um, they're married now actually. So, you know, sometimes it's what needs to happen in the room. Yeah. And you, you know, know. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be ideal for them to ultimately, you know, when, when we talk about good things come from bad situations and how do we find the good in, in things? I think this is a key situation where people are now getting together and finding that, you know what, that relationship isn't based on what it really needs to be based on to reach a higher level of intimacy and connection and oneness, if you want to call it that. So, but I, but I love the fact that, that you've suggested, you know what, get some help. You, you can't figure it out on your own necessarily. You really do need some help. 
Well, and they have tools and things, you know, like the Imago, which has worked. You know, even my husband and I, my current husband and I, we went, we were struggling around certain things, and it had to do around my my son, and 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 we we you know got some help around that, and and we were very appreciative of that person. Um, she, you know, and um, helped us. Now we actually get support through somebody who's supporting my son, because it really everything everything is about. All the divisive stuff has to do about the child. Uh-huh. The child's not an easy child. So um, um, he's brilliant. He's smart, but he's not easy. Um, so it causes a lot of stress, you know, that triangle thing that goes yeah. on. Anyway, and that's another thing. When there are kids in the picture, you know, there's sometimes you are putting your relationship on the back burner because there are needy children. And right now the kids, oh, my God, it is not easy to have kids in the, during these times. Uh, I am so envious of my friends who have their kids gone or, or empty nesters and stuff like that because <laughs> they can just enjoy each other, you know, and, and we're, we're still working it. You know, we're still making sure, you know, things get done and this kid is is, is being well taken right. care of and, and occupied. So anyway, so I do love helping people who are ready to go. I love helping people who are like, uh, it's not working for me and I've been doing this a little while. You know, what's not working? Kind of like where I was and, and when I sought a coach. And that's why I love doing this work. It's it's I see them, I see the development, I see them in wonderful, happy relationships. And when they meet the right person, they're like, Oh, now I get it. Yeah. And 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 it's just wonderful. So and I think you're right. I mean you need to be open. And I think this is the biggest challenge that some people have. You know, there's this concept of uh needing to be right uh all of the time. I think that's an innate not necessarily positive trait, but it's a trait that many of us experience that that I have to be right. And I think for people to understand that to be able to really move forward in some of these relationships, it's a matter of being humble enough and open enough to say, you know what, I really don't know how to go from here. I need some help. Well, and the thing is to think when you do meet someone to think like a we, and it's not a we, not instead of a me. Uh-huh. To go from the me, and, and some of my clients, and I have clients who've never been married in their 60s and even 70s. And so it's really, you know, kind of learning how to make that leap, to put somebody else's needs, not not negating all your needs, but to really acknowledge somebody else's needs and try to see, can I accommodate that? Is that going to not hurt me? Can there be a win-win situation in, in this relationship and that's when it works when when people can get their needs met and and yet you're both accommodating one another well this is fascinating and this is certainly a time where what you're doing is essential for people Uh, how do people get a hold of you uh what is it that you are able to help people with it now well, I have a lot of ways for people to get to know me, but I have my website and it's motivatedtomarry.com. And um, I have a lot of like stuff on there. I have a blog. I have podcasts myself. I did the Motivated to Marry podcast at one time. Something had to give, so it was my podcast. Um, but there's some really good episodes there. I have a Facebook group, the Motivated to Marry Singles. 
Um, once you get on my email list, then you'll get my newsletter and you can, and I'm always telling people how they can get into my Facebook group. And I do live trainings in there twice a month. So, um, it's really a lot of fun. And then I do web and some webinars. Sometimes I, you know, I get on zoom and I teach a class or something like that. Um, and then some people like I have a group starting in September. So if somebody's interested, then just, you know, contact me, go to my website, go to contact coach Amy and we'll find a time to talk and, and see if this is the right next step, you know, so I'd love to teach my process. I have a program, a coaching program and, uh, those people who follow it and, um, do really well. Um, and sometimes it takes three months and sometimes it takes three years, but my clients are meeting people and meeting great people. And, um, I just, you know, that's, that's really fulfilling when you can see people moving on with their lives and they're improving other areas of their life as they're working on this yes. too. So what's the main message you want to share with the audience as we close the show today? I think not to give up, you know, if this is a dream and a hope of yours, you know, to keep working on it and find what can work for you. And sometimes, you know, my clients are very um, cool people. They've got everything together. It's just this is one thing that's eluded them in their lives. And just a couple of tweaks make all the difference. You know, getting into those values really like you know, acknowledging your vision, your life vision, and, you know, gaining some clarity so you can communicate that to somebody because you need a partner who wants to be on the same journey you do. Yes. And, and, and so that's it. We meet people we really like, but if we're going in different directions, it's never going to work. And so you want to find someone who wants the go the journey the way you want to go and 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 it is possible and i think at, at all ages and my clients are meeting in their 30s and they're meeting in their 70s so you know i think that there's someone out there for you for everybody and you know not to give up and if you need the support think get support wonderful well, amy shown thank you so much for being on the show and folks, well, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for listening, folks. I hope this has been of some value to you. And if you are in that situation, give Amy a call and see what she can do for you because I can tell you that getting some outside help always is of value. So thanks again, folks. We hope you'll join us again for the next show and have a wonderful week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.